Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Draft Deeper here on the No Sailings NBA podcast feed. I'm Stephen Gillespie, and I'm flying solo today, but I got a very special guest in terms of who we're going to be talking with. So let's go ahead and introduce him. He's a six foot seven, 205 pound sophomore from Rockford, Illinois, plays at Wisconsin. He was a part of the Bohemian Olympic pre qualifying team, played at IMG Academy and AZ Compass. And his mom is an accomplished hooper as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you, Wisconsin Badger, AJ Store. AJ, how we doing, my man? Doing good, man. How about you? I can't complain, man. It's a, it's a beautiful, lazy Sunday here in my house. You know, I have a bunch of kids, so it's, uh, you know, relaxing to be able to hang out with them, man. But I'm excited to have you on, man. Um, I want to start first with what's like the latest going on with you in the basketball world, right? Like you were recently invited to play with the Bahama national team and some pre-qualifying games and stuff like that. What was that experience like for you? Uh, overall, it was a great experience. You know, got to go down, play against the preseason. I think Canada's is preseason number one. So just being able to get those reps in over the summer, you know, play against a, a great program like Kansas and just be with, you know, experienced guys on the Bohemian team, you know, got a, couple NBA players on that team. So it was a great experience. Yeah. So what was it like playing with guys like, you know, you had DeAndre Ayton, Buddy Hill, Eric Gordon came on a little bit later. What was it like playing with those guys? Did they like kind of mentor you a little bit? Was it more just kind of like cutting loose and having fun, a little bit of everything? What was that like? Uh, a little bit of everything, to be honest. You know, uh, definitely picked up a lot of knowledge on the trip. You know, they gave me a lot of tips, you know, about just paying attention to details, you know, the small things matter, you know, just being vocal on the court, everything really, you know, they, I picked up a lot of things. So you think it's going to show out in your play this year, getting that like NBA level kind of mentorship? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm already starting it, you know, trying to be more vocal in practice, you know, uh, definitely paying more attention to details, but like the small things, that's what, you know, win the games and make you a better player. So. That's what we hear the greats say, you know, everyone's got game, right? But it's that attention to detail, that focus and that, um, you know, commitment to execution. So excited to see what that looks like for you. But man, we're going to we're going to back up a little bit. Right. I know that you've been asked a lot in, in your interviews, you know, when preparing for the show. Um, one thing that just kind of always came out whenever I saw that people would talk to you um, is, is the bloodline with you, right? Your your mother is a really accomplished guy, basketball player, right? So what's it like growing up in a household where your mom is kind of like the the influencer for basketball? Uh, very competitive, a lot of arguing, uh, a lot of late night hoops, you know, a lot of just watching basketball games and just like literally talking for hours just about basketball, just about, you know, certain NBA players. We watch every – my mom watches every basketball game, women's, mm. men's, high school, college. So just a lot of basketball talks in the house, really. A lot of knowledge. What was your, what was your mom like as a hooper, man? What, like, what, what kind of game did she have? Was she just a, you know, shooter? Was she a ball handler? Like, what was the scouting report on your mom? Uh, they well, she played at Clemente High School in Chicago. It's actually a newspaper about her. Uh, they called her the female Michael Jordan. She always mm. been that. But she was a she was an all around hooper, three levels, kind of like me, but just a woman, three level scorer. She was athletic back then. Uh, she actually dropped sixty three points before. So, 
Jeez. That's something I did yet, so she got that on me. Well, what, the 63-point game is coming up this year, yeah? Like, that's oh, yeah. that's on the hey, agenda? I'm shooting for it. I know I'm going to shoot for it. <laughs> Definitely. All right, man. Well, we're, we're, we'll talk more about your college teammates here soon. But one thing, you know, again, in research and preparing for this article, man, like you've you've played with some really talented teammates uh, coming up into the college game. Right. Like some some players like Ty Ty Washington, Deron Holm, Alex Caravan, Glenn Taylor, Javon Small. You know, what's it like when you're in in the come up stages of a basket, you know, as a basketball player, when you're playing like all these other guys and like, you're watching each other, you're, you're going to, you're going to battle with each other, you know, like what's it like when you're coming up in those uh, impressionable stages in your basketball journey? Uh, well, basically if it really first starts off on the court and then you build that brotherhood after. So, you know, just being around those guys, getting all their intel, you know, seeing everybody has different backgrounds. So I feel like that's a great thing about basketball. It brings so many people together. You get to learn about different people on and off the floor. So all those guys are very competitive guys, uh, high IQ guys. Take, you know, they put a lot of work in in the gym. I can say that all those guys put a lot of work in the gym and they all just as hungry as me. So it's great playing with those you got any stories about like some one on ones or anything like that with those guys? Like any heated, any uh, heated, uh, you know, instances Alex, of competition? Alex used to be my roommate at IMG. Uh, we all, well, the other names you named, we all played on the same team. So, yeah, a lot of competitive five on five games during practice. I would say I would, I would be on the winning end most of those times. Oh, okay. I'll be in the winning end most of those times. I'm not going to say every time, but most of those times I'll be in the winning end. I mean, you got to let them win every once in a while, right? You want their, you want yeah. them to you know, feel good about themselves coming in the games. Feel good about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to bring out the best in them too, right? So there you go. So you, you mentioned these teammates, right? We're, we're talking about them. And, and again, in research for this game, I knew this coming into last year. This is one of the big things that kind of put me onto your game. You know, a lot of us, when we're when we're looking at the incoming class, we'll go to look at, you know, some of these websites that do some aggregation. Right. They'll pull and they'll see, like, who are the best, you know, incoming freshmen uh, in, in college hoops. So that's why I started seeing your name in in the RSCI, which is kind of like the reputable outlet that I use when I'm putting my boards together for incoming freshmen. They had you ranked 89th. Uh, within your class, right? So they had you in the range of like Sincere Harris who played at Illinois, Mike Sheravance, Desmond Claude, uh, Amari Abram. You were actually ranked ahead against Tyrese Proctor, who is a, a guy that a lot of people are high on for this upcoming year, right? Did you ever pay attention to like these rankings? Uh, I've seen them, but I don't really pay attention to them because at the end of the day, I still have to go on the court, play my game, whether I'm ranked one or a hundred. So really doesn't matter to me. Okay. Okay. That's fair, man. Because like, I hear a lot of players, they'll, they'll talk about, you know, they look, they looked at him, you know, there's some players now that have like scouting reports saved as like their, uh, their, their background and they use it as motivation. So um, it, I always find it interesting whenever you look at these rankings and where, where players rank and, and how, you know, how they get to go to where they are. What do you think about like just the process of high school player ranking in general? Do you think that it's a fair evaluation? Or are you kind of for them, against them, indifferent? Like, what's your thoughts on them? Um, I would say most time they're kind of accurate. I would say, but 
I feel like after the top 50, it, it kind of like, you know, they just put players in there. But I think it's pretty accurate as far as high school. It's a lot of talent. I think it's, yeah, it's pretty accurate. Okay, right on. So, you know, after, you know, these rankings and everything, you're going, you're talking to, you know, colleges and where you want to commit, right? And there was there was a strong feel for a little bit that we were, you were going to go one way, but ultimately you went to go play for St. John's, right? Um, what was it about St. John's that kind of, convince you to commit to play for them uh just meeting with coach anderson you know he had a plan for me um playing in new york a lot of that's a, one of the biggest states so playing in new york and being to play at the madison square garden really won me over i would say when i was on my visit you know got to see the gym got to just look at the court and just think about all the history that was played in that gym so being a part of that was something I wanted to do. So, yeah. okay, yeah, we got a couple guys that know ceilings. You know, Corey and Albert. They're from they're from New York, so I'm sure they would love to hear the answer to this question. But yeah. what's it like playing at the Mecca, man? When you go when you go into that stadium and you're in front of all those people and underneath those bright lights, what's that experience like? It's a adrenaline rush, a huge adrenaline rush. Uh, our Big East tournament, I think we had twenty two thousand there. So it was just a blessing being a player in front of all those people and showcase my talent. And the court, the court is like, it's crazy that I was playing on the same court as so many legends, but it's definitely a blessing. Yeah, because basketball is a, you know, what we would call a beautiful game, right? Like, I think that, you know, as basketball grows, there's always like a fun integration. Like, sometimes we focus on the negatives where like there's the the older players and how they view the game today. But I feel like, what doesn't get talked about enough is like how um, both like all these generations can come together and yeah. underneath the umbrella of basketball. So, you know, you're talking about playing at the Mecca, man, like that is a, that's people dream of playing in that stadium, man. And you got to be there and, and have a lot of great moments. Mm-hmm. Right on. So I want to talk about like your, your season um, last year, obviously like that's where people are getting to know you and that's where you got to be to where you are now. Uh, one thing I found interesting is when I went back and reflected on your year, uh, I looked at where you were from, you know, your first game in November to the end of December. You averaged, you know, just about 13 minutes a game, just under six points, about one rebound, half an assist, half a steal. You shot 49% from the floor, 44% from deep, about 71% from the line. You played in 15 games, didn't start any. What was that experience like? You know, you're coming in from, you know, high school, AAU, all these preps, and now you're actually in D1 college basketball in a very good conference, man. What was it like in that first little bit, you know, from November to December time frame? Uh, first couple games, I'm not going to lie. I was I was a little down. I was like, that's how my college career going to go. I, I wasn't playing like that. And then I just start, you know, start working hard, start – making a thousand shots and just focusing on my grind really just focusing on my grind because it was i didn't want my college career to go like that so i had to had to make something happen I had to just stand alive how was your mom for you in those situations i'm sure you went back to your rock whenever you were struggling man what did your mom have to say to you put the work in if you want the results just put the work in can nobody you feel me help you you're the only person that can make change to 
being on the floor if you want to be on the floor. Was that was that what you would think is like the biggest lesson learned that you you know you heard those words from your mom and then went put into practice because the second half the you know I would say from January on man like you you turned it up a whole nother level you know you played 27 minutes a game 11 points just under three rebounds one assist about a half a steal again um, field goal percentage went down a little bit right but you were starting 15 of 16 games you know you were playing like almost double minutes and you were still shooting about 39% from deep. You know, you had great games in January where you produced against teams like Creighton against teams like UConn who just won the chip, right? Um, Providence, Seton Hall, Georgetown. When you're in this run and you're like figuring stuff out, like what was it about the game um, that kind of slowed down for you to where you could, you know, turn on to, you know, that level of production? Oh, well, I always felt like if I was on the floor, you know, for at least a long period of time that I was going to be able to produce. But just being on the court and just being able to figure things out was like, I was happy, you know, because it showed that my work that I was putting in was actually like translating to the actual game. So I was just happy, you know, just wanting to win games and keeping a positive attitude. That's one thing I learned, you know, through ups and downs and basketball period, you got to keep a positive attitude yeah and basketball kind of like exemplifies life in a lot of ways too right you know being someone who never went to like the level of you right but i i enjoy playing basketball played high school and stuff like that and you know some of the lessons like i still think back about my days of playing high school ball and just like man like some of the experiences that we went together with my brothers and stuff like that it, it translates to life in a lot of ways man Definitely. absolutely all right, so at the end of the season, you know, you entered the transfer portal, right? And we won't talk a whole lot about this, but the biggest thing that I have a question for is, like, the transfer portal is now as active as it has ever been, right? And a lot of people talk about it as, like, the second recruitment. Some people say it's, like, college free agency, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't want to focus on, like, the, you know, what people think about it in general, right? I want to know what it's like as you know from a college athlete perspective you know when you decide okay i want to enter my name in the transfer portal and from there like what happens like you know are, are you by your phone all the time you know are you getting people showing up and saying hi to you like what is the what is the portal like uh when i entered the portal you know it was definitely a tough decision you know because just me uh always leaving schools like i went to four different five different high schools so I wanted to you know just stay in one place for one time but it was the best decision at the end of the day but uh yeah you really have to yeah stay by your phone uh a lot of a lot of calls are expected during the portal so just talking things over with your family you know trying to figure out the best situation like you said it's it's basically like a second recruitment like mm -hmm. it's basically like you're coming back out of high school getting recruited again so yeah okay yeah so i'm i'm looking at the things that take place you know you stayed in in some some interviews and some articles that i read um that when you decided that you wanted to go to a new school you wanted to find a program that you could make that immediate impact right because you came off of a strong half at the second half of the season for st john's right and you wanted a good line of communication with your head coach uh, ultimately, we we now know that you committed to Wisconsin, and and we'll get to the team construction here in a little bit. But how did like what did 
Wisconsin do to kind of show you that 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 was the university that you belonged to play for? Uh, first of all, they was one of the first schools to reach out on uh, really just was talking to Coach Reef, Coach Samuels here, uh, just telling me how I could fit in with the team. You know, uh, was looking over the roster, uh, how to talk with the family, uh, set up a visit. I eventually set up a visit to Wisconsin, you know, uh, came on a visit. Coach was explaining to me, explaining to me like how I fit in with the team. Um, so it was just evidently like the best decision for me. I feel like I can help the team out with a lot of pieces they're missing athletically, um, just being able to shoot the ball, spread the floor, create space. And uh, so it was the best opportunity for me. And plus, they're a winning team, you know, I think last year, before last year, they went to like 15 straight tournament appearances. So mm-hmm. team winning culture around here, that's something I want to be a part of. And uh, yeah. So. Okay. Yes. And one of those reports, I had to do this because listen, man, we were, we were big Johnny Davis fans here at No Ceilings. Yeah. We love Johnny Davis. Um, I read that you, that they showed you some Johnny Davis film and said like these are some of the ways that we could use you. Is that is that true? Yeah, that's true. Uh, basically, he was looking at my film from last year, seeing how kind of we're both three level scores. I would say I probably shoot more threes than them, but yeah, just showing me how I fit in, how I'm like kind of like built like them, I guess. Um, athletically, I can finish. Athletically, I can finish. You know. In transition, they were just showing me a whole bunch of clips, basically, like how they would translate me to their offense. Okay. All right. So what was the reception like once you committed to Wisconsin? You know, again, you you, you mentioned you got a great team there, um, you know, big fans of a lot of the players there. But what was it like whenever you stepped, uh, you know, foot on, on Wisconsin campus as a member of the Badgers? Uh, first of all, a lot of love. You know, Madison loves their basketball. It's a mm-hmm. big basketball. Um, so it's just a blessing being here for real. Just all the history, you know, they had great tournament runs, actually went to the national championship a couple of years back. So just being a part of this tradition is great. Hopefully uh, we can make that tournament run again. Oh, I mean, you like I mentioned, you guys got a stacked roster. Um, yeah, got- I'm really, really looking forward to seeing some, some Badger basketball this year, man, for sure. All right. So, I know that you're focused on winning in college right now, right? But if 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 you're as competitive as what I am led to believe you are, you're looking forward to the next step, right? You're looking forward to being in the NBA. Is that correct? Definitely, definitely. All right. So let me ask you this, man. What is what would you say is your idealized role in the NBA? If you had to like, if you're like selling, you know, uh, to a team that's looking to draft AJ Store, like, what is your role? When you, whenever they select you, uh, I would say three-point making ability will be a key role of mine. You know, being a good size, uh, being in the guard, multiple positions. You know, uh, guarded a lot of power fours last year. Actually, guarded a lot of fours last year. So just being a, a versatile defender, uh, being athletic, um, being on the running floor. You know, transition is something I strive in. I love playing in transition. Love to get the crowd involved, you know, with Showtime plays, and most of those plays happen in transition. So just being on the transition, running, um, 
being a coachable kid was one thing, one big thing too. And uh, just willing to work as hard as I can. Okay, fair enough. All right, so what did you think is the, what's the one area of your game that you were focused on improving the most, right? Because I think one thing that people kind of underrate is like when guys go through one full year of college, right? Like we kind of, we're infatuated with the guys who only play one year and they go pro. Mm -hmm. I love the guys that say, okay, I know that I'm good right now, but yeah. I want to take another step. You know, what's the one area of your game that you're focused on this off season um, to kind of help you in your pursuit of an NBA career? Well, uh, I feel like here I'll probably be able to handle the ball a little more here, but just handling the ball, I can really handle the ball, play point guard and, middle school, high school, high school, AAU. So just handling the ball, being more hands-on with the ball, making decisions, coming off screens, all that really, um, really a good passer too. If I get to showcase my passing ability, I feel like I'm a good passer, can make good reads. So yeah, being more hands-on with the ball and just being more active on defense, uh, being more energized, you know, I'm trying to get myself in way more better shape than last year because, you know, starting off the season, I played like 13 minutes, you said. So had to just jump right into 20-minute shape during the season. So just being in shape right now, preparing for the season. Okay. All right. So, you know, again, projecting you out into the NBA, do you have a player that you were – that you, like if we had like a dream one-on-one -on -one matchup, like who are you trying to take to the hole right now in the NBA? Right now in the NBA, mm -hmm. mm, I say Brian. Everybody say Brian, but probably I want to take Steph. Steph Curry. Okay, all right. That one's not. I don't hear a lot of people mention that one. That's awesome though. He used, um, to, beat, he used to beat LeBron back in the days. I was a oh, Cavs. Yeah. Got to come. Oh, you were a Cavalier up. fan growing up, huh? Yeah. Well, I was a LeBron fan, so. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, Steph uh, gave you gave y'all some bad days, man. I'm a, I grew up a Suns fan and a Pistons fan because they had some Arkansas Razorbacks on their team. I'm I'm a Razorback fan, being from Arkansas myself. So, um, but yeah, I I've been watching basketball a long time, man. I I love the history of the game. All right, so I want to ask you another question, one more kind of comparison question. Um, who do you feel like you play similar to? that's in the NBA right now? Cause there's a lot of front offices that say, if you can't tell me who this player plays like, then why do I want to watch him? So for those types of thought processes, like who would you compare your game to? Uh, I'll probably say like, a really like, uh, well, right now I feel like I got to showcase my ball handling skills a little better, but I would say probably Anthony Edwards kind of got the same build. Uh, mm. I like Devin, Devin Booker. You know, I like to get to the mid-range. Uh, Clay Thompson, he's just a great shooter and just a defender, too. So, those three. Mm -hmm. I like all, all great names. I like Zach Levine, too. Zach Levine. All right. So, you the athletic shooting, you the know, style shooter. wing player. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right on. All right. So, Last thing I want to mention to you, man, and again, AJ, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I know you got a lot going on. Get ready for the season. But the last thing I want to talk to you about, and I think that it's 
you know, ideally probably one of the most important things that you've done so far is that you held your first annual AJ store basketball clinic uh, just over a week ago there in Wisconsin. And from what I gathered, it was a great event from some of the flyers that I saw, you know, you let kids ages six to 11 participate for free and yeah. it had a great turnout. So what's your motivation for putting on something like this? Cause I don't see a lot of young men who say, okay, I want to go to school. And while I'm doing that, I want to put on these clinics. Like what was the driving factor behind that decision? Uh, you know, just me being young, man, me being young, you know, always looking up to the older guys that play basketball in my area, you know, and to be that for the kids is just a, a beyond blessing, you know, being a, be a, hopefully a role model to some of these kids, you know, they want to play on a higher level of basketball. So just being that for the kids, giving them all the advice I can give them, you know, uh, thanking my mom, you know, this was her idea to start the camp up and just have all these kids come out. Didn't know it was going to be that many kids, so it was definitely a great turnout. About 65 kids that came for my first wow. camp. Definitely That's blessing. awesome. So you said your first camp, you intend on doing this more often? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably planning on doing an annual camp every year. All right, man. That's, you know, so again, sharing a little bit more about myself. I have four kids, man. So when I hear about people who want to, you know, help, you know, these kids come along and instill, um, you know, just sharing life with them, man, because kids still love time. So like when anyone wants to spend time with them, like you're, you're, you're loving kids, man. And that's, and that's awesome. You know, giving back to the community and then immediately, like you just, you were just report to Wisconsin and then you're giving back to the community instantly. I think that that's fantastic. Yep. It's all about the youth. The youth is the future, man. That's right. All right. Well, speaking of the youth in the future, man, like you're, you're not six to 11, but you know, you're still, you're in college and you're the future, man. So, um, before we cut you loose, man, I just want to give you the floor. Um, do you got anything you want to share? Anything that you're kind of preparing for? Um, any sort of um, you want to proclaim the future a little bit with how Wisconsin's going to do this year? You know, whatever you want, man, the floor is yours. Uh, right now, I'm just training, you know, trying to put up as many shots as I can every day, trying to make thousands of shots every day, uh, trying to be in high level shape, um, trying to get my legs stronger, get my wind up. Um, i to start summer conditioning about two weeks from now. So trying to prepare for running the hill. Uh, mm. Our turnout for this season, I can say, is going to be as however far we want to go, however hard we work, that's how far we're going to get, how much work we put in the gym, how much film we watch, how much, you know, advice we take from our coaches, how much we listen to our coaches, uh, how much our chemistry builds, that's as far as we're going to go. All right, man. Well, um, AJ, I was a big fan of you before this, even bigger fan now, man. Like, you just uh, a great person to be able to talk to. But, you know, for our listeners and everyone out there, I just want to thank you all for listening and tuning in, uh, especially with having a special guest, AJ Store from Wisconsin Basketball. Be sure that you're like, sharing, subscribing, rating, reviewing all of our podcasts. Um, NBA, uh, correction, in. <laughs> No Ceilings NBA podcast, wherever you get your podcast, go to noceilingsnba.com for all of our written material. It's absolutely free. Um, you'll be seeing an article there here soon on AJ. I guarantee you that. But AJ, again, thank you for your time, man. And we'll catch up with you next time. No problem, man. Appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Much love, y'all.